Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Happy New Year. It's Friday, January 7th. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast. It is the year 2022. We are living in the future. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Alfred Kanawa and Issa, <laughs> NYC Demon Diva. Tonight to talk about SmackDown and AEW Rampage. The three of us back together again. It feels like it's been so long. Feels so good. Yes, it has. Yes, the three best friends that anybody could have. It's true. It is true. <laughs> oh, and now man. three Yellow Jacket super fans, they've converted me. So now I love the show. And uh, maybe I'll be a I'm later. so proud of you. I'm so <laughs> proud of you. Welcome. Welcome oh, to our little group. <laughs> we, we get the text from Alfred last night. Does it make me a bad person? I was so I happy. Misty Quigley. Oh, uh, so good. I, I, I audibly yes. pop for that text. Audibly <laughs> pop for it. I mean, to be fair, I am a Christina Ricci fan, but Missy Quickly is a great character, and it's just, I can't help but love her. And, I, and I'm, not, I'm not apologizing for it anymore. Yeah. Good, good. I'm I, proud of you. You shouldn't apologize. My favorite is Thaisa. <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm, yeah, she's uh, great, too. Yeah. 96 Van is my favorite, but modern day Misty Quigley by a long shot. And the reason why we talk about this on Issa and I's Yellow Jackets podcast, Yellow Jackets Buzz, but of all the core she characters, looked. Misty Quigley is the one who is the most comfortable with who she is as an adult. Yes. And she's crazy, but Christina Ricci <laughs> is so, so good in the role. Yeah. So good. Uh, so, uh, yes, Alfred's going to have to drop by for one of our Yellow Jackets Buzz libraries. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'll yes. Be yeah. Oh, see, I just want to talk about this because uh, compared to tonight's wrestling, where they're getting back in the groove, Yellow Jackets is like at a 10. And wrestling tonight was right. kind of like a six, maybe. Yeah. I, I don't know. I thought I thought there was some good stuff in there, but then again, well, I'm a big I'm a big Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, and Seth Rollins fan. So if you're in my shoes, tonight was great. True. <laughs> yeah. It's for such kind of a mediocre on? show, I felt like it was uh, pretty newsworthy. When you come out of the show, there's a lot to talk about, yeah. but. I think overall it was a pretty mediocre show. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, and so here's my question because they're building to the Royal Rumble, but they're also building stealth to um, Saudi Arabia next month. Yep. So I think, you know, wow, that's my question. Well, but it's true, right? So, I mean, for instance, um, the Brock Roman match, that's not happening at the Royal Rumble. No. Right. That, that's going to be in Saudi Arabia. Well, we don't do we know that yet? Because I think Saudi Arabia they might treat it like they do like what it used to be a No Way Out or a WrestleMania Roadblock show. I don't know because the, the last Saudi show was really good. Crown Jewel was really really good. So yeah. I, I I don't know where I stand because before the last Crown Jewel, Saudi Arabia just felt like glorified house shows, but this last one felt very happening, right? So I don't know. I don't know if they're going to treat this one the same, because if that's the case, then I don't see the Brock Roman match happening there. And Saudi just got a Brock Roman match. So why do it there again? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think it's going to be one of those telling things where, yes, on paper, that seems like a WrestleMania main event. But 
they make more money going to KSA than they do from WrestleMania. Yes, they do. Right. But that's what's interesting about this is the balancing act. Because, yes, I agree with you, Issa. And it's not only last show. Most of the times I think in Saudi Arabia, they try to put together like a WrestleMania caliber lineup because that's like their de facto WrestleMania. But it does kind of ring like a house show because really the crowd response and a lot of times the random matches put together. But with WrestleMania just around the corner, are they going to just empty the barrel like that and give you a WrestleMania caliber show in February and then turn around and be like, oh, we're going to do WrestleMania again. This is going to be WrestleMania, too. So uh, there's going to be some matches are going to have to keep off of the Saudi show for favor of WrestleMania, I think. Right. We shall see. Agreed. So before we dive into tonight, uh, let's talk about the news. Okay, well, a lot going on. Not all good news. Let's start with uh, Samoa Joe's release. Weren't we just talking about where is Samoa Joe on Tuesday's podcast, Glenn, after New Year's Evil? And yeah. uh, we got an unfortunate answer. I think a lot of people had speculated this before it even happened, but Samoa Joe has, in fact, been released. He's part of that wave of releases, just horrible, uh, that happened this past Wednesday when a lot of NXT staffers from the old era were released. Samoa Joe is one of them, according to Fightful Select, and he kind of joins William Regal and Ryan Katz and all these NXT black and gold era people, Road Dog being one of them as well, who has been released. So Samoa Joe looks like he's planning on wrestling outside of WWE. He did hint toward that in a tweet. And uh, what do you guys think about Samoa Joe's absence and release? And where does he go from here, Glenn? I think the other night when we asked that question, Alfred, I think in our hearts we knew. We knew. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We just, it was time, it was time to start emotionally preparing ourselves for this moment. And when you saw the other releases happen, I mean, this is really tough for me. I mean, NXT 2.0, we saw the challenges um, in this transition to the new era. You know, I've made no secret of the fact that the black and gold NXT is what got me back into wrestling after a prolonged absence. Um, For a long time, it was my favorite weekly wrestling show. And I think they're in a real rebuilding phase right now. And uh, at this point, it's going to be the Vince puppet from the Firefly Funhouse that's going to be uh, GMing and running the whole show because uh, I don't know who's left. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I've been asking about Samoa Joe, and you guys know because we cover NXT, but I, I felt that as soon as I saw, saw William Regal being released, I was waiting for it to just come out. And it's just like mind-blowing, the fact that this guy was released, well, first of all, stood in the ring at WrestleMania, right? Got released. (laughs) Comes back, wins the title, get released again. All of this in a matter of eight months? What? Like, it's like insane. If you would have told me, I would have not believed it, but we saw it all go down. Um, I think any company will benefit from Samoa Joe, regardless of whether he can wrestle or not. Even on the mic, I thought he was great on commentary. I think he could be a great manager cutting promos for people. So whoever does get him, I mean, there's a reason why Triple H fought to bring him back after he was originally released. There, There has to be a place for Samoa Joe anywhere he wants to go. Yeah, he really is a pro wrestling Swiss Army knife because both in front and behind the scenes, he was at the tryouts days before he got cut. Yeah. Uh, we know that he's a good announcer. He's a good talker, like he said. He's this legendary status in the independent scene. So no matter what you need from Samoa Joe, he'll give it to you. So that will make him very valuable on an open market that's flooded right now. Yeah, I mean, and 205 Live is still on the air, which after Tuesday's <laughs> development, I wonder how much longer that is for this world. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's what, that's the first thing I thought about. It's like, are they going to get rid of 205 Live now that they're going to unify these titles? North American 205 Live. <laughs> North Cruiser America. <laughs> I mean, you got to figure 205 Live costs them nothing 
And in Vince's mind, if it even takes 100,000 eyeballs away from Rampage, it's a success, right? Because it's still airing right after SmackDown. Yeah, but there's got to be something. Nobody watches they can do with that show or just something that they could put on in that time slot. If that's the mentality that would right. potentially draw away more eyeballs because 205 Live, I just think, and it's not the fault of the wrestlers or the talent. It's just a dead brand in WWE and the way they slot. And I got it. it. I got it. The Tony D'Angelo show. Just, yes. give, oh my just God. give Tony oh, D'Angelo the whole Please. hour. Late night with that's Tony it? D'Angelo. Let's go. He's winning. It's about Emmys. time. It's oh about time. Yes. Uh, what else is in the news? What else? <laughs> oh, I got caught up with late. I'm just already thinking about late night with Tony D'Angelo. Okay, let's get back on track here, uh, boys and girls. It looks like a lot of AEW news. So this weird story came out about Marco Stunt. According to the Wrestling Observer newsletter, Dave Meltzer reported that Stunt is still under contract and he is being paid by AEW. And it was also noted in this report that it is AEW's mentality to try to be different by WWE by not releasing people who are under contract, unless there's situations like Jimmy Havoc where they are hmm. forced to do for disciplinary reasons, AEW does not intend on releasing wrestlers while they're still under contract. So Marco Stunt, still under contract. The rule of thumb in AEW is that uh, the their version of future endeavor is going to be we let your contract expire. So what do we think about this, Issa? <laughs> yeah. I... Um... I, I, I think I noticed him not being there when um, Jurassic Express won the tag titles. Oh, yeah. Outside of yeah. that, outside of that, I don't think he's somebody that I miss on TV, you know, but I thought that we'll have him come out and celebrate with them. So I would tell you that that will be the one time. But I don't think he was featured that much more before that. So, you know, I'm not I'm not too big of a fan here, so I don't really think he's missed, but I think the fact that they're going to pay them throughout their contract, it does speak highly because they could just say, listen, we're not using this person, why pay them? And get rid of them. So at least they're owning to their side, to their end of the bargain by just finishing out the contract. Some people they might not inter- might not be interested in keeping there. And why hoard talent? We criticize WWE a lot for hoarding talent. AEW is going to start doing the same thing because they're getting so many people People. So it is time that they, you know, start considering who gets renewed and who doesn't. So uh, their plan then going forward is they let the contract lapse and uh, then Tony Khan tweets that you can't wrestle. <laughs> yeah, you're going to get one of those shady Tony Khan tweets. <laughs> Got it. At least WWE wishes you well in your future endeavors, you know? I felt Marco was too short to be a wrestler, personally. He was on TV a lot, though. So it's interesting, um, you know, it's interesting, um, his absence, especially with Jurassic Express winning the tag titles. Like, that is very telling. Yeah, and, and I'm speaking as Tony Khan, because I, I think Marco Stone was actually pretty amazing to watch in the ring, and I thought he brought something very different. So hopefully they find something to do with him. But it is weird that he's not able to corner uh, Jurassic Express, at least, especially for such a big moment. Because they got, they got Christian now, you know? Yeah, well... Damn Christian. Outworks everybody. <laughs> Outworks everybody out of their own job, apparently. No, no, no. <laughs> yo, yo, he took that too hard. Can <laughs> <laughs> I outwork you? Okay. Uh, yo, chill, chill, bro. Chill. <laughs> we lost uh, the, the we lost the flavor flav of Jurassic Express. And I'm very Yeah, we did. I do feel like there is something missing because, you know, he, he's fun. He's a fun part of that act. And, and he can sing his ass off. They need to find something to do with that. He's a very talented singer. 
Could you imagine if you went to see Public Enemy live and Flavor Flav was not there? I would, I would, I wouldn't want my money back. Yeah, I would feel no, very yeah. disappointed. Same. So um, there is a new trademark being formed for the Undisputed Era in AEW. Of course, they can't call themselves that, but Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish are looking like they're going to be known as Paragon. There's even a logo out. If you follow at Dude Felice, he has a logo. It looks like a soccer logo to me. Huh. <laughs> but uh, this is for Paragon. It's going to be the stable name. Do you like that name, Isa? No, it sounds too close to the pinnacle. Ah, oh, it does. It does seem like one yeah, of those Yeah, I, generic... I saw the news. Yeah, I saw the news today and I was like, that sounds too pinnacle-ish to me. Sorry, Glenn, go ahead. No, it does sound like Paragon, Paradigm, and thank you in the chat for pointing out my mic was not on now. Wow, uh, you sound sharp right now. Yeah, because it was before my webcam mic, before I was trying to figure out what was going on. Thank you, chat room. StreamYard auto-selecting the wrong uh, input. Um, But, no, I think uh, it's... We need some new words in professional wrestling. That's my take. Yeah. So what would you name them, Glenn? If you were to rename the Undisputed Era, what would you name them? Hmm. And there's three. What of about them? you, Alfred? Both of you. Yes, there's three of them. The trifecta. I don't know. Uh, the disputed era. Because they're fighting right now. <laughs> so the disputed. Because, you know, there's that distrust between Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly, a little bit of dispute. The disputed era. Just, you know. Move uncontested, to undoubted, unchallenged, unquestioned. Oh, unchallenged. Indubitable. Unchallenged. The unchallenged the, era. <laughs> the indubitable. Is kind of, and they could still they could bring the back the eighties, like going ooh indubitably. They could keep doing that all the time. I think that would get yeah, over. That'll get them over. <laughs> indubitably, it's, it's very hard to chant indubitably. I don't think people would be chanting that. Yeah, I don't know. Irrefutable, unmistakable. I'm just looking at synonyms now. Well, that'd be fun. Yeah, clearly you're just cheating. You're supposed to come up with a name. You well, know? I said trifecta. Not like trifecta was off the top of my head, but I think the indubitable is. Is where it's at. <laughs> Somebody in the chat said unaffiliated. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. How can we how can we incorporate the word thrice in there? Because I feel like thrice doesn't get used enough. So you know, everybody <laughs> says twice, nobody says thrice, and it's three of them. Thrice. So I gotta figure out thrice. Yeah, yeah, I I like that word. It's like it's a nice word. It's a yeah. good good the band, thri- good thrice good era. E- good emo band also, thrice. Yeah. Yes. Thrice Elite. Thrice. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Thrice Elite. Okay. Well, we'll think about something by the end of the show. Thrice, everybody. Get to work on your puns for Thrice. They could uh, go to Trice and they'll get a cease and desist from Shady Records. I mean, there's a lot they could do with those. <laughs> yes. Um, thrice Aroni. Thrice Aroni. <laughs> uh, we got some super chats. Uh, give Raj Giri some money here. Stellar Justin Lopez, 499, saying Chompa worked the dark match before SmackDown. I wonder if he moves up, even though he's been vocal of not working the main roster. Might not have a choice. Yeah. And he worked that with Pete Dunne, who had his old entrance music. Interesting, because those are two of the leftover yellow, black and yellow people from NXT. So. Yeah, and this is a lot better than, you know, the alternative, which could be him getting released by WWE. I'm just glad that they're doing something with him. And I do think that Tommaso Ciampa feels in his heart that he would want to stay with NXT forever for sentimental reasons. But there's definitely a part of him that 
is wanting to see what he could do on the main roster, make that main roster money, get to rub elbows with guys like Randy Orton, which I know he wants to face. So there's an opportunity there for him. I just thought about it. Vanilla Thrice. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay, DJs. There's your new matchup, Vanilla Thrice. I want to hear, God, what was Thrice's big song? Uh, Did Thrice even have a big song? Thrice. I want to hear. I want to th- match up uh, Vanilla Thrice. I want to hear the artist in the ambulance with Ice Ice Baby. Make it happen. Yes. <laughs> uh, our final story is about Jake Cargill. Of course, she won the TBS Championship. Very wonderful moment with her daughter. But there are now reports coming out by PW Insider that there are people in AEW against Jade Cargill winning the title. <laughs> of course, it was kind of resurfaced that there was a tweet sent out by Big Swole. Kind of interesting timing one week after Big Swole said that. There's now a tweet resurfacing about her like rolling her eyes at the fact of Jade possibly winning this tournament. But this is water under the bridge between these two. They had a very nice exchange. Uh, but there were people, it looks like, who were against Jade Cargill winning. I thought that was very interesting. And uh, I thought it really could go either way in terms of Ruby Soho or Jade Cargill. Issa, are you okay with the decision of Jade Cargill as TBS champion? I think this title and tournament was made for Jade Cargill. Do I think he's ready? I think Jade still has some work to do as far as the in-ring goes. But I got to tell you something. She has the it factor. And I think in wrestling, the it factor is more important. You can learn the ropes as you go. When she came out on Wednesday, I was like, yo, this is it. She's that bitch. I know she calls herself that, but she is literally that bitch. I wish the match would have been better. And I wish the crowd didn't have that exhaustion from that amazing opening match because it felt so quiet for her moment. But I love when the daughter and everything like how we wrapped up nicely she's she will get better but she has that it factor so i will personally if i had her in my roster i will build something around her so i'm i don't i don't think it's the wrong choice i just hope that putting her in that position they need to i i wish they would just have her squashing people honestly she Mm, can't really go she looks like she could squash any girl that steps in the ring with her just have her squash people and and do some reps when not on live television i know that tony Khan doesn't have a performance center but maybe you need one or figure out a way to to get people like her the reps that they need do you think there would be this chatter alfred if tony Khan had not put out that tweet um, there would not have been this story with Big Swole's tweet being resurfaced, I don't think. <laughs> I don't think there would be that, but I do think because there has it is a very polarizing decision. I have heard people, you know, people love saying, Oh, whether she's ready or not. And, and I do think this story is a direct result of that tweet. But at the same time, Jade Cargill as TBS champion has been kind of a polarizing discussion. I thought when they announced the TBS championship, that's Jade Cargill's belt. And the yeah. fact that I am able to sit at home as a viewer and know. That just like Issa said, it's better to showcase Jade Cargill in long matches. I mean, in short matches. But the fact that we can see that she has shortcomings on TV in these long matches is a fault of the promoter, is a fault of the promotion. This is professional wrestling. It's a work. You're supposed to trick me into thinking that these people are borderline superheroes. So you got somebody who looks like Jade Cargill, who people will be gravitated toward. You hide the weaknesses, which, you know, Tony Khan knows better than anybody because he's kind of a child of ECW. And what Paul Heyman did better than anybody is hide their weaknesses. So there's nothing wrong with shorter Jade Cargill matches as long as you can accentuate her strengths and we don't see her flaws. I I think it's perfectly fine that they made her champion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's great. I just think uh, it's terrible to have anything that like clouds what should be, you know, a triumphant moment and a feel good moment and a step forward for all elite wrestling. So yeah, it's unfortunate. Uh, We got a super chat 
13 sniper 499 long time listener first time super chatter wow welcome never catch the show live since it's too much wrestling for me to keep up (laughs) shout out to y'all for doing this thank you shout out to you. you shout out to you absolutely uh Anything else in the news? Nothing else in the news. A lot of Nothing news. else. No other news. No it's other news. All Everything. The news. We've covered it all. Until oh. the next episode of Yellow Jackets comes on. There's oh no news. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like, like tomorrow, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here. I'm looking at this. I'm like, just, just 24 hours and 23 minutes. And the new episode hits yes. the Showtime app. Yeah. Can't wait. I'll probably uh, Chris- rewatch The Fight of the Bumblebee. Just, oh. just to get some kind of fix in between. Oh. <laughs> what an emotional roller coaster that was. Oh my God! Tomorrow night. Okay, so Alfred, you got to cancel your Applebee's plans tomorrow. Okay, I'll the live chat because uh, there's new there's new freeze frame stuff to talk about. There's some new theories. I came up with a new theory. Like we got things to oh, to get into. I'll uh, see what the Cougars say at Applebee's. I don't think yeah. they're going to be very happy, but uh, I think it's worth getting out of an Applebee's appointment. Yes. Yeah, I do too. Issa, I'm just just dropping this out there. What if uh, Adam was Misty's socks guy, the hiking guy? Think about that. Sean is not his first conquest. Wants to go to the cabin in the woods. I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready for that. Okay. Okay, that's a good one. I'm going to be texting you all night about this. (laughs) Very interesting. (laughs) Chris Jones, $2, saying you guys are my favorite trio. Thank you so much. Hell yeah, Chris. Thank you, Chris Jones. I miss my boys. We We haven't done this together since last year. Yeah. Oh, by the way, if we do this on Tuesday, it's my birthday, so bring a <gasps> gift or at least at least oh. a drink. Okay, bring a drink. We buried the lead Thanks. here. It's his birthday this Tuesday. Okay, get get some Malibu milk going. You know. Oh uh, yes, Malibu milk. <laughs> uh, Bear Hudson, five dollars. Alfred, what did you think of Tony Khan's tweet? No. Did people bashing Big Swole. Well, listen, there are people who did, and there are people who did not bash Big Swole and stand by her. I'm very proud of what Big Swole had to say. I agree with a lot of what you said, pretty much all of it, actually. And I thought she was very nuanced and very earnest in what she said. I thought she did a very good job at painting how she feels and not presenting this as this is what this is, not making any inflammatory statements. She said how she felt. This is how a lot of people have felt just watching AEW TV, and hopefully they get better because of this and they don't lean into the negativity portions of this because there is a lot to be learned uh, by watching this. And I hope people start distinguishing between diversity and black excellence and stop using all these bug words. I think people understand what Big Soul is saying and where she's coming from. And a lot of people are capable of empathizing with her, but the people who don't just won't. And maybe you shouldn't waste your time with them. There you go. Um, Well said. Very well said. That was so succinct. It took us half an hour. Like uh, well, we Tuesday. had a good conversation. That was very we had good. good conversation. Ah, <laughs> oh, um, tonight, tonight, tonight. Hojo to go. Belinsky yes. five dollars. Hiding weakness was a Road Warriors thing. To the short matches. Oh, to comma the short matches. Go exactly. Go. And my probably my favorite team of all time until the new day came around. They were my favorite tag team of all time and wow getting older and appreciating wrestling and appreciating the art form then you see their shortcomings and whatnot but you also see how well they hid them because they were a money tag team and if you believed in it then you'll pay to see it it's all a work it's a gimmick yeah um azatez thank you for the super sticker australian dollar 99 we're international here wow look at us go i know 
Man, uh, the Mickey James news. I guess should we should we start with that? Should we start with the yeah. Royal Rumble announcement Let's tonight? Do it. I feel like you're just trying to keep me waiting from this opening segment that was so amazing because <laughs> you know I just want to talk about it badly. But let's talk about Mickey James because that popped me too. <laughs> yeah, I'll be mean, so why did WWE do this though? That tonight we they announced women in the Royal Rumble, including Mickey James, Summer Ray, Lita, Michelle McCool, names that would have been like yeah, the belt, like these would have been awesome surprises. Are they that yeah. scared that people are not planning to tune in for the Royal Rumble? Uh, which, in my mind, is like the like the the most slam dunk WWE yeah. pay per view of the year. I I don't think they should be scared of that. I think at least your hardcore wrestling fans are going to tune in for the Rumble no matter what. That's the way that I feel. Even on the years that I didn't watch wrestling, the Rumble and Mania, yeah. I would tune in no matter what, even if I had no clue what was going on. It's a given. I think that Mickey James is, is, is a good thing to do it. It's a petty thing to do it. Forbidden door stuff, you know? <laughs> the rest, the rest, they could have kept as a surprise because one of the things we love about the Rumble is the surprise factors. Mm -hmm. If I'm running WWE, I would have tweeted out the Mickey James thing like right away as a marketing PR stunt. The rest, I would have kept in my back pocket. Yeah, I think I would have even kept Mickey James in my back pocket because I and I think people who followed the story with Mickey James in the garbage bag yeah. did not expect to see Mickey James in WWE anytime soon. So right. that would have been a huge surprise pop. So I was very upset that they did this and that they gave away all this. I didn't think it was necessary. It really kills the spirit of what the Royal Rumble is supposed to be. And I really, when they started doing that, I went, la, 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 I don't want to hear it. Yeah, that, like, yeah. well, maybe there's going to be a big name release that, I, you know, that we're going to talk about later. So, you know, whatever, we get the world. But they didn't announce everybody. I think there's still room for surprises. They got rid of so many people that I am, you know, I'm not trying to make light of this, but you can't be shocked that a lot of legends are coming back for this rumble. Oh, you got oh, rid yeah. of a lot of very talented women in your roster. How are you going to fulfill 30 spots? This this is the way, I guess. Yeah. So I guess release like them and then call them back. Like, what? This sounds like a very <laughs> <Hey>. toxic relationship. <laughs> they called them a new in number. The <laughs> new number. Who's this? <laughs> like like vince vince just saying i text like hey girl thinking about you it's been a while you hey girl, looking good looking good with that impact title <laughs> wyd <laughs> okay so here's my question so by doing this and this is where they might be working us like on a 40 level do we see this and then go, oh, shit, who else are they going to, like, if this is who they're announcing, who are they going to surprise us with? Yeah. Or is this as good as it gets? I hope surprise it's what you said. I hope it's the former. Yeah, I hope so, too. But I don't want to get my hopes up. It's WWE, you yeah. know? I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't mind seeing a Diana Parrazzo or Jordan Grace if we're talking just Impact, you know, people that are working with Impact NWA girls. I think there's quite a couple of names out there that... That would be fun to see in the Rumble. And to that point, Issa, WWE did tweet and added Impact Wrestling, saying Impact Wrestling's yeah. Mickey James is now going to the Royal Rumble. So they might have somewhat of a light working relationship. They don't even need anything yeah. in writing. If they go to Impact and say, hey, we need them in the Royal Rumble, <laughs> it's great promotion for Impact. Yeah, it's oh, like shit. WWE already mentioned Impact more than AEW did when they were working with them. <laughs> <They're> working. <laughs> Do you think, okay, okay, so I'm going to play Mr. Conspiracy Theory, and I'm just putting this out there because in a month I could look uh -oh. like a genius. With all the layoffs at the PC, you got Impact that's running a wrestling promotion out of Florida already, already has TV time, already has staff and has all the stuff. Do you think WWE says, 
you know, it would actually be cheaper just to outsource our developmental TV program to this company. Oh, and by the way, we can reclaim like the Braun Strowman's and some other contracts mm. in doing this. Wouldn't be the dumbest idea. It would actually be a pretty shrewd idea in the state that they're in because they need training. They need, I mean, Lord knows what plans they have and what they already do have, but they definitely need some reinforcements in terms of training this new generation. Yeah. God, I could almost see them, yeah, just trading uh, the PC to Impact. Be like, you guys take over running this. <laughs> you know, wow. like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just putting out the really spitballing <laughs> ideas here. But if something, if there is some connection, because it is weird for them to mention them. I mean, the last time they were Impact was mentioned on WWE was when I think Kurt Angle made that joke to Sami Zayn. Yeah, a TNA yeah. siren. Yeah. I was in the building yeah. for that. It was the loudest pop, one of the loudest pops I've ever heard. Yeah. That was awesome too. I pop for that. Yeah. Now I'm conspiracy theorizing about this. Just I love it though. That's a good theory. That's a good it one. Is. You might be onto something too. Especially because Impact runs a national TV show like on next to no budget whatsoever. Right. You know? So yeah, there might be something there where Nick Khan could get some ideas. Matthew Tech, Canadian $2 saying Stacey Keebler number 30. Well, you never know. I guess, has she been? I don't think she's been in WWE since she left for Dancing with the Stars. I don't think she's even done like a Royal Rumble appearance. Hmm. Yeah, it's been it's been a while because she wasn't at Evolution, right? Yeah, I think Bailey's going to be number thirty. I think Bailey's going to be the big yeah. surprise. I would love that. Yeah. I would love that. Um. So let's talk about this opening segment, Issa. What happened yes, in please. the opening segment tonight on, on SmackDown? <laughs> I I was jealous of COVID. I was jealous of COVID. <laughs> how do you make that happen? I want to know how does one test positive for Roman Reigns. I don't know what I need to do, but I am ready to do it. Roman Reigns smashed COVID, and I am so jealous. I want to be COVID. <laughs> Everybody send those tweets. It's NYC Demon Diva. That's Diva with a one. <laughs> oh, listen. I thought I thought it was Junior. I love um Pat McAfee too. Say so he's back with fresh Yeezys on his feet. I'm like Pat yeah. McAfee is like he's he's so good at what he does. I wish he could call Raw as well. I think it would make Raw a lot more interesting. And then after Roman Reigns cut a promo on COVID. Out comes Brock Lesnar in his best outfit ever, like beastie dressed up. He was like, all right, if I'm going to be standing next to Roman Reigns, I need to look good. And look good, he did. And he came out with his advocate. You guys, this was awesome. Was this not awesome? Tell me this whole opening segment was not amazing. It absolutely was amazing, Issa. Love that recap. And I love the <laughs> fact that Brock Lesnar has an actual fashion sense now. Like it used to yes. be shirtless t-shirt and track pants but now yeah. he's got the outerwear going he's got the flannel going he's got overalls he's got like the kind of janitor overall outfit he, he, like no 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 too nice actual... outfit though too no, no, no. Nice this outfit. one was great no it's like he knew you know like he knew i said listen beastie i call him beastie i don't know what you guys call him but i'm on a beastie basis with him i said beastie i love you i love roman you you need to you need to show off and he's like i got you Ponytail Brock yeah. can get it, okay? He can, and, and based on how great his fashion sense is, I'm calling him Hype Beastie. Hi uh, oh, Hype Beastie. I like that. You know, I he like does what that. he's doing. I'm just also, wondering, is I it, just wanna... I'm sorry. No, go ahead, Glenn, go ahead. I was gonna say, has anyone ever used the, the phrase sexy janitor before? Because I don't think I've ever heard that. <laughs> <laughs> Trademark it. Trademark it, please. So, yeah, I mean, they're out there. And then there's, at one point, 
uh, Paul Heyman looks at Brock and says, please don't talk to him that way, him being Roman. And I'm like, I yell that at my TV every time they interact. Like, don't talk to each other this way. Like, why not take over? Why can't they come together and take over? Look at them dripped in gold in their best outfits. Roman doesn't, mm. it doesn't matter what he wears because he looks good no matter what. So Beastie stepped up. Roman can just come out there in a freaking hospital gown and I'll still be drooling. This was perfect. This was perfect. I wish they would just come together and take over both brands, but we'll let them feel for a little bit. They're going to put Paul Heyman and me on a shark tank above the ring for their next match. <laughs> So Lesnar <laughs> issued the challenge, champ versus champ, not happening at the Royal Rumble, uh, but TBD, uh, it played out throughout tonight. Then we went to Sami Zayn backstage, talked about <laughs> Shinsuke ducking him, uh, talked about teaching Boogs a lesson, and Johnny Knoxville, Johnny Knoxville, who's going to be in the Royal Rumble, mm-hmm. showed up tonight. Wait, um, can you please raise your hand if you felt super old when you saw Johnny Knoxville tonight? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I didn't have, I, it wasn't even nostalgia. I'm like, damn, I'm old because he looked old, so I feel old. <laughs> he has this character where he dresses up as an old man and like pranks people. He doesn't even need to dress up like the old man anymore. He is the old man now. <laughs> damn, Alfred, you. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite part of this segment is that Sami Zayn said, listen, this is wrestling. You cannot just go running into a wall at 100 miles per hour. And I'm like, tell that to AEW because they don't care. They're running to that freaking wall, okay? (laughs) Johnny Knoxville is at the wrong promotion. (laughs) Uh, Kieran George, $5, saying, is it safe to say that Roman and Brock are the rock and Austin of this era? Also, I'm predicting Bray or Braun to be a surprise in the men's rumble. Hmm. See, that'll be interesting in the men's Royal Rumble and the women's is who they bring back. Because some people might be brought back just for the Rumble. They might have made amends with some people. Telling you, I was just looking at the tweet again. Impact's knockout champion on WWE Twitter. If if the doors open, Braun Strowman seems like a no-brainer. I can see it. And uh, Brock and Rock, Rock and Austin, I don't know about that. I don't think that's an exact comparison. Listen, I am going to go ahead and step up and say I am tired of comparing today's stars to the Attitude Era or the All-Stars. Brock and Roman are the Brock and Roman, and Rock and Austin are the Rock and Austin. There there has to be a first of. Like, Roman can be nobody. They can Maybe Rock is the Roman Reigns, okay? Roman Reigns is not the Rock there. I just don't like the comparisons. That's all. Matthew Tech, Canadian $5. If WWE books Mania with a champ versus champ title unification match, how do you book the men's Rumble winner post-January? I don't know. Ask Johnny Knoxville. We might, I'm telling you, Johnny Knoxville might mess around and win this Royal Rumble. Don't think that that's not a possibility. I'm watching this show. We've got a couple of weeks to the Royal Rumble, and he's really the only person they pushed as a possible winner, and it's wide open. There's no alpha dog. Drew McIntyre is hurt. The titles are both on Brock and Roman, so they're not going to be in the Royal Rumble. And I'm just getting this. I got a sick feeling in my stomach, like, they might mess around and have Johnny Knoxville win this Royal Rumble and blow it off in Saudi Arabia where they're not going to shit on the match because, you know, they, they don't really react to these matches like Stop. that. Stop. Alfred, you are manifesting <laughs> a lot of negativity tonight, my friend. I'm going to light a candle. I need to light a candle because you're stressing me out. <laughs> Johnny Knoxville might mess around and win this thing. I'm just saying. No. Anything is possible. Expect the unexpected. 
No, absolutely. You know, uh, it'll, it'll seem like he won, and then somebody will come under the ring, and then and then and maybe Seth Rollins. Okay, maybe it'll be Seth Rollins. I don't know. So, would you be happy if Seth Rollins wins the Rumble? Yes. Okay. You heard it here first. <laughs> there you go. Sami Zayn versus Rick Boogs tonight. Rick Boogs getting the win, but wouldn't you know it, Johnny Knoxville enters the ring and tosses uh-huh. Sami Zayn out. Don't don't be surprised, ladies and gentlemen. Don't be surprised. Johnny Knoxville is going to mess around and win the Royal Rumble. I was I was distracted by like outside of the ring, Chinsky was standing there, and it seemed like he was wearing something shiny, like on his waist. Do you guys know what that is? I think oh, it's no. the Intercontinental <laughs> Title. Is it? Not familiar with that. I didn't no. recognize it. I forgot what it looked like, actually. Yeah, well, that's what it is. It hasn't been defended since 1994. <laughs> <laughs> it has been a while. Uh, yes. Do you think Paramount's paying for this promotion for Johnny Knoxville and Jackass? Maybe it could be something like that, or I, I'll have to look. So it's, Paramount is not under the NBCU umbrella. I don't think Jackass um, was MTV, so therefore it's owned by Paramount, owned by or owned right. by Viacom. Viacom. Um, Yes, yes, yeah. okay. So then, yeah, maybe it's like a marketing deal like that, and maybe they did some research as to the crossover for these fan bases. I know a lot of wrestling fans who are Jackass fans, sure. myself included. I love Jackass. I love Jackass, yes. too. And they're also wrestling fans, like the Wild Boys. They did something on Raw one time in a tag team match, so. Hmm. Hmm. Rick Boog's getting that win tonight. Uh, New Day Street Fight with the Usos. We got a promo backstage with Caleb Braxton. Yes. <laughs> oh, Charlotte <laughs> Flair. Charlotte. Oh, Flair I love this. Came out to the ring. Yeah, this promo. She declared herself for the Rumble. Yeah, she told me. She's like, I'm gonna announce someone. I actually looked up. I'm like scrolling to Twitter. I'm like, who is she going to announce? And she totally, completely trolled me with that. She's going to win the Rumble. Uh, it's been done before, but not by a woman champion. So good for her. Let Becky, yeah. let Becky join too, and they throw each other out or something. I don't know. Yeah, very interesting. WWE has now done that in a couple of years now. So where they put the world champion in the Royal Rumble, like they did with Brock, which I thought was the best Royal Rumble they ever did. In uh, yeah, but Brock should have eliminated all of them and won that Rumble. Yeah, but that was really a good way to make a guy. Like you don't see WWE make baby faces the way they made Drew McIntyre no. that night, and that was a really good moment. If yeah. you're a Brock Lesnar fan, it was not a good moment. <laughs> yeah, I was true. having fun. I was I was having a good time. I was having a good time for like the first fourteen people, and then it killed my mood. <laughs> yeah, Brock was really? so great in that Royal Rumble. <laughs> he was the best. That's what I'm saying. Like I wish I wish uh, they would have let Drew come out a little bit later and just let it go on a, just a tiny bit longer. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Naomi came out, and Naomi got a match tonight. Now, did I miss anything? I know New Year's was a. Uh... <laughs> Countdown show, but Naomi has still not beat up Sonia Deville yet, right? That's correct. She, she got a little measure of revenge when Xia Lee came in, but Sonia was able to run off. They look like they're stretching this out to WrestleMania. They're doing a good job at making Sonia Deville extremely unlikable, but this match was awesome. Awesome. Yeah, but at this point, really it's just, it's becoming, I don't know what kind of heat is becoming with me, but I just, I'm over it. They need to pay it off already because it's, it's just getting to the point where it's not enjoyable. Yeah. And Sonia saying tonight, Naomi can't win by count out, basically forcing it to where Charlotte was going to get the win by submission. I hated this. I hated this entire thing. This was such 
a disaster for Naomi as a baby face. It made her look so weak because when she was quote unquote taking these things away from the match and like stacking the deck against Naomi, what she was really doing was just making the match more fair. Okay, no count out. You can't win a cheap right. way. And she did that at the expense of the baby face. And they said, okay, no DQ. So we must have a winner. And if Sonya jumps in there and screws Naomi, that's one thing. But then Naomi lost straight up to Charlotte Flair. So the baby face yeah. gets a cheap win taken away and loses in a fair fight. And I'm supposed to have sympathy for her going after Sonya Deville, who really just made the match more fair, did not corrupt anything the way the announcers were saying she was. I thought we were moving on from it until Sonia came out. I thought I thought Naomi coming out and calling out Charlotte and for a title for a title match. I was like, maybe they're just gonna move on from the Sonia thing. And then she came out and I don't know what that was. But yeah. I I personally enjoyed their back and forward in the match. I wish I wish Naomi would have won though. Yeah. I mean it, I need Naomi to like we need, I mean like I need the best of seven match, but I need Naomi to win all seven against Sonya. Yeah. <laughs> beat her mercilessly yeah. every time. Yeah. I mean, I like the idea of this long-term build, but it has not been a good or, or even a perfect build in terms of how right. they're telling the story. I think they could do so much more with this in terms of this build. <laughs> could you imagine the pitch to Naomi where it's like, okay, then she's going to do this, and then she could do this, then she could bring up Shayna to beat yeah. you up, <laughs> and then this is going to happen, and then she could change the rules, you're going to lose, and she said she's going to fight you, and then nope, it's Shayna again, you're going to lose. And Naomi's like, and so eventually I get to beat her and win, right? And it's like, no, this is your job, and you show up every day to work, and your boss is <laughs> shitty to you. That's your new storyline. <laughs> and depending you on the budget, the, that's long. Yeah, you know what the best part is? That Naomi can't even win the Rumble and pick the Raw champion so she can get the F out of SmackDown because Sonya is on Raw, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so true. it's not even like she could try to switch brands to get rid of it. No, she's over there as well. Sucks to be <laughs> Naomi right now, man. It, it's so simple if they really want to tell this story and that, like, they just announced Naomi for the Royal Rumble. I thought that they were going to announce everybody but Naomi, and Naomi now has to, like, go through a gauntlet and win a bunch of matches because Sonya's right. putting these things in her way, and she finally starts to get over before getting to the Royal Rumble, and then maybe Sonya screws her there. But they're just going all kinds of directions with this storyline. I don't think they're going to have Naomi win the Rumble, but in my mind, there is no women's Rumble without Naomi. She is a standout. Oh, every yeah. Year. She's taking the mantle year. from Kofi. She gets those spots now. They don't even really do them with Kofi anymore. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um. Oh, man. Happy talk. <laughs> oh, no. Let's talk about it. Oh, no. Happy Corbin was out there and said, no Madcap Moss tonight. I got a guess. It's Drew McIntyre. But no, really, it was Madcap Moss. Um, no. What? There are things <laughs> that are funny in this world. And there are some things that are not funny, but they're so not funny yes. that sometimes they're, they're hilarious. Tell me, Glenn. Yes. Madcap Moss is not one of these things. Oh, wow. Quadruple <laughs> swerve. Because <laughs> you might say Madcap Moss is the Freddy Got Fingered of professional wrestling. No, no, he's not. <laughs> okay, but the do you not laugh a little at the long neck monster? joke because of like through McIntyre's yes. backstage stupid thing. I, I, I laughed a little at that. Yeah. I have to admit it. I'm so heartbroken. I thought Glenn was going to come to the dark side. Let me tell you something. I was so ready for this to not be funny in that I saw it coming from a mile away. Of course, Drew McIntyre is going to be madcap in a costume. So I'm just rolling my eyes, waiting for this to be over. That freaking madcap Moss 
whatever you want to say about the segment, he committed to this. And oh, he yes. had a pretty decent Scottish accent. And the I was going to say, funny. the accent was good. The accent yeah. was good. And the payoff, it was actually kind of funny in that, like, it's obviously Madcap went up, but then he gets up and just commits and exuberantly, it's me, it's me, Madcap Moss. <laughs> it was so stupid that I did legitimately chuckle at that. I thought that Madcap Moss gave a good performance in a bad movie. Okay, how about that? He's Al Pacino in Jack and Jill, who, like, when, overly oof. committed, but, like, a terrible movie. When Baron Corbin turns on Madcap Moss, I want him to pull a Hank to Sid and be like, they're not laughing with you. They're laughing at you. You're a clown. Nobody liked you. Damn. Get existential with it. Yes. Yeah. Because uh, Madcap Moss, I just, I just can't get into this, man. I just, I can't. But they, you're right. They're committed. They are committed. And I guess in a way, it is very ballsy that they are taking precious minutes of national airtime that probably have a street value of you know high five if not low six figures and they're just letting go out there and run with it every week that is commendable in a way yeah <laughs> absolutely is I, like, I don't like the character of madcap moss i i typically don't enjoy happy talk or any of the stuff they've done but this tonight i thought was his best work and it, it, listen it was not good but it got a couple of laughs at me it did i will say CJ Hennessy 999. Wow. Hey guys, first time, long time, and just want to say you're my favorite trio of the podcast. Hell Take yeah. that, Jack Farmer. Uh, <laughs> I was at the show tonight, and honestly, it sucked. SmackDown lacked stars, and crowd was dead after the Roman Brock. Set. That came across. I thought, and, and that's my kind of commentary on the Naomi Charlotte match. I thought they did a good job, but the crowd was absolutely dead. And you could tell they were sweetening it because people were just sitting there and then they're playing all these crowd yeah. reactions. And I just felt even during the Roman Brock promo, it wasn't until Brock started screaming at these people until they kind of woke up and they did get into this. But I thought throughout yeah. this Long Island crowd was not good. It was Long Island, right? I don't know where they no, were. No, Connecticut. 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 Yeah, it was bad. It's basically Long Island. Thank yeah, you, Mohegan CJ. Sun Arena. That's what it was. Yeah. Um, so if you didn't love this segment, uh, they went right from this to a match against the Viking Raiders. Hey. Yay. And the Viking yeah. Raiders <laughs> brought that heat, but Madcap and Happy Corbin managed to eke out a victory. Of course. And, uh, I mean, they Mad just took out Drew McIntyre. Did you expect them not to win here? You're not going to have them get that Drew McIntyre rub and then go on to lose. I expect them to win the next couple of matches they're a part of. Yeah, I kind of expect if Drew McIntyre can't come back, maybe they do a split by WrestleMania and they just push Madcap because I feel like they're really kind of starting to invest a little more in Madcap. He's getting to wrestle more, and I think he's actually a pretty decent wrestler. He's, he's a lot better than I, you would think, but he has been in that system for years, so... I think they might finally start to pull the trigger on him if Drew McIntyre can't make it back. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Matt the Matt needs to steal oh, Baron Corbin's money and make him poor again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I miss homeless Corbin. Me too. Desperately. <laughs> we never got the correct payoff to that. I want somebody no, to go to a Baron Corbin meet and greet. And be like, you were so much funnier when you were homeless. <laughs> like, sounds ridiculous. Can I have your wallet? <laughs> Oh my God. Okay. Uh, so the main event tonight is street fight versus uh, with the Usos versus the new day for the SmackDown tag team titles. Um, again, with, again, with Usos getting a win. 
which pleased the tribal chief. Uh, Alfred, you first. What you think of this match? <laughs> I think I've seen this match way too many times. And yeah. uh, this is this, this, great rivalry, great teams. They've done this match so many times. I've seen it so many times that now there's a huge scale to compare these matches to. And I didn't even think that this was like on the higher end of some of the matches I've seen them have. But I just feel like every SmackDown, like every other SmackDown has been main evented by Usos versus New Day. We got it at day one. It's time to take a day or a year apart from this feud and let it be like normal again. Put them on different brands. I think it's too tempting when they're on the same brands. They need to be on different brands. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think they're so great, and I really enjoy their match at day one, but I didn't need to see it being run back again, what, four or five days later? Yeah. It wasn't necessary. They they should have came up with something else. Um, But, I mean, it was it was fun. I just can't enjoy them. I need a break. I, I need a break from this field because they are their chemistry is undeniable in the ring, but it does get old when you run it back so many times. And we just saw... A hell of a match on Sunday night. I didn't need I didn't need this to be ran again, especially in the main event spot. I almost would have swapped them then. Let them open and have oh. Roman and Brock close the show. Yeah. That would have been interesting. Yeah, but uh, uh, you know what? Brock Brock needed to be seen in that amazing outfit right away. So Yeah, he needed a drip. <laughs> yeah, one thousand percent. And Roman pre <laughs> COVID. You know, he don't have time for that. It's true. <laughs> Stand through. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I want to be excited about this, but yes, it does. This now feels like the most repetitive feud. Yeah, they got to keep these guys apart. It's unfortunate. Oh, they're talking about Asuka possibly being a surprise entrant in the Royal Rebel. See, that's going to be a good pop. How yeah, is that a surprise, surprise you want to keep from people? Oh, but it definitely is. That she's been gone for like five months. That's true. Longer what, than that, she, right? Yeah, what's she I think, been up yeah. to? What's she been doing? She posted something on her YouTube channel saying that she's okay, and, but that was a couple months ago. I, you know, I she's know okay. Going. You know your things are bad <laughs> when you have to tell people you're okay. Don't call the police. <laughs> Thank you for your wellness checks. I am okay. I mean, at some point, I know she was wearing like a like a arm brace, and I do remember she posted about getting her teeth finally fixed because it took mm. like six months. So, but I don't know if she's injured, but I miss her. Yeah, that'll be an amazing yeah. pop. If and hopefully yeah. when she comes back at the Royal Rumble. Love Asuka. I feel this is okay. This is the sad state of SmackDown. These teams, the Usos and the New Day, top of their game. This match was really good. And just listen to how little we have to say about this match. Yeah. Because I feel like we've discussed this to death. I've said everything that yeah. needs to be said about New Day versus Uso. I just, I've run out of words to commentate on this match. It's happened. It's happened. Bear Hudson, $5. I love this idea. Madcap Moss should be the IRS telling Baron Corbin, maybe he's undercover for the IRS, that he didn't report all that money on his taxes. So, I love that. Uh, Madcap's there to get the government's fair share. I can I can dig it. That, that'd be a nice mid-card WrestleMania feud if they did something like that. That'd be cool. As long as Baron Corbin is poor, however exactly. we get there, I'm behind it. Let's just take the money from Baron Corbin, and we're off to the races. <laughs> Yes. Take money away from Baron, you'll draw money into your company. It's true. So let's talk about the rampage tonight. Let's talk um, about the rampage. Yes. There's a wolf, there's a big lizard, and there's a giant ape. They destroy buildings, and three people can play at once. 
Oh, oh yes. that rampage. Yeah, that took me a little bit. It's been like yeah. a year since I've made that joke, so I just had to. Good. To that, that's, a good that's a good one to bring back because it took us a second to get it. Yeah, yeah. In the arcades, there were a lot of two-player games, and then there was Gauntlet, which was like four-player. That was like some next level shit. And then like there was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It was four player. The side scrolling oh, X Men. But a three player game. Three player games were rare. Yeah. Yeah. Very odd number for video games. Like yeah. <laughs> can you can you imagine? Because now with the emulation and the kids and the Raspberry Pi, you could build a twenty dollar computer and you can have every arcade game ever made. That you could play in your TV. Could you imagine even 20 years ago if someone would have said to you, like, you're gonna have every arcade game you ever wanted, just right, you know, in this little little device? I'm glad they didn't because then I wouldn't be able to appreciate them. Right. Yeah. And go out and play arcades, you know. That, that was a fun time. I remember you two were too young for this when Dragon's Lair came out. That was the first game that was like a dollar a play, blew everybody's mind because it was a cartoon that you played. It's not really a game though, you're just hitting left, right up. Oh, there. really? You're just like watching. <laughs> Yeah, Listen, you know, I don't. I don't mean to interrupt your arcade yeah. conversation, but the people in the chat are are coming through with facts that the show did end with some big news. It didn't end with the new days and the Uso. Oh, that's right. It ended. That's right. With... Yes, we Thank got a final. Yes. yes, sorry. No, no offense. Inter- I know what you guys had there. You were having a moment, and I had to come <laughs> in and interrupt it. But no, you love it. I just, I, I, I have. Yes. I do. <laughs> But I just have to say, you know, since 2015, I, I personally have said I love three guys, Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, and Seth Rollins. And for some reason, WWE was like, if you thought you were emotional at the opening of the show, wait till you see how we close it. And in comes Seth Rollins. Why is he here? He's from Raw. Yes, he's challenging Roman Reigns at the Royal Rumble. It's going to be a championship match. And he laughed. We got the Seth Rollins laugh. But do you think that, that Adam Pierce just looked around his roster on SmackDown? He was like, yeah, this isn't going to work. Let me go over and grab somebody from Raw. Yeah. Like, does that not speak so highly about the lack of star power in SmackDown right now? You they, had two yeah. guys from Raw on SmackDown tonight. You have Brock Lesnar, you have Seth Rollins. Yeah, 100%. It's depth. It's, it's babyface depth. They're terrible at booking babyfaces. I mean, Roman Reigns has cleared out this division to where a lot of people have been kind of killed dead to where you don't really want to see them coming back because they were so emphatically beaten. And in the interim, nobody's been built. And now Drew McIntyre, who probably would have been in that spot, is gone. And so they are completely exposed in terms of booking babyfaces because they have nobody. They have to get a heel from the other show in order to get somebody to face Roman Reigns. That is an indictment. But the, the thing here is that it made sense you know, because they had a story going and then they drafted Seth Rollins to Raw. Why not say, oh, there's nobody for Roman at the Rumble and let Seth win the Rumble and then challenge Roman and then tell the story that way instead of him randomly showing up and laughing on a backstage segment. With a laugh more iconic than the Joker, Seth Rollins. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Seth Seth Rollins' laugh is horrible, but I love it. That is an awful laugh, though. I'll tell you one thing. The second he started laughing like that, I was like, there's no way they're putting the belt in the sky over Roman Reigns. It's over. Like, I thought well, it could have been Back when Seth was know. a serious contender before, yeah. like, before the fashionista, Seth had Roman's number. But, Seth will yeah. beat Roman every single time. I think it took, like, until their fourth, like, singles match against each other for Seth, for Roman to get a win over Seth. But they're not going to tell us that story because why would they do that? You know, why would they say, hey, this guy can actually beat Roman? No, we're just going to make him look ridiculous. Seth you had- need Right now, you need for Roman to have a contender that's credible. And if they're going to book Seth this way, it's not going to work. 
No. Yeah, it's just not. It, not with this version of Seth Rollins. If he would have showed up and it's like, oh my God, it's a new version and he's focused or whatnot. But like this character, I just do not see beating a guy like Roman Reigns. And it's tough that they had this come after that main event. I bet you a lot of people tuned out during the main event tonight because they were like, eh, seen this before. Seen this a hundred times. Yeah, I think that's why they kind of had that cliffhanger where they said, well, we're going to reveal Roman Reigns' opponents yeah. afterwards. And, yeah. Because they really needed that because you're right. If that's all it was, it's like another one of these matches. And it's not the fault of the performer. Obviously, these are two of my favorite tag teams, but they've just done this match to death, including a week ago. Do you have you ever had it happen in your life where there's like a band that you like or a comedian and you go and see them and then they're back and you go see them again and then the third or fourth time you're like they were just here I think I could sit this one out yeah when it comes to comedians it it's less likely to happen if they're having new material every year then sure, it's sure. or you know every time it's newer material but if yeah if they just keep coming back doing their old stuff or if a band keeps coming back playing the same song yeah definitely that's why so I try to that- space out my Kanye concerts. Yes. Uso's New Day, you need to go off, write some new material. I need a new hour from yeah. each of you, and then we'll watch that. How many Bad Bunny concerts, Issa, could you watch before you felt it got repetitive? <laughs> For his 2022 tours, I have tickets to five different cities. So, okay, so here's Lord. the question. Does he, do the set, does he change up the set list every night? I doubt it, but I don't think really? the problem that I have with with Bad Bunny is that his concert here in Puerto Rico was like stadium size and he went all out. So now I'm afraid of what the smaller concerts oh. are going to look like compared to like seeing him here in his home country in front of that amazing crowd, which ended up becoming a super spreader event, but we won't talk oh. about that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know now that these concerts in the States are going to live up to what I see, but I, I'm pretty sure he will work very hard for to make sure that he owns up. By the way, Alfred, I went to I go to see Kanye West in Newark, MSG, and Barclays, and that's like three oh, nights man. in a row because awesome. he's so good, especially the Jesus tour. Like, I went to every single one back-to-back yeah. with that ship. Oh, it was magical. I can't get enough. Like, But it's different when it comes to an artist performing, in my opinion, Glenn, because we see that not so often. Wrestling, we're seeing it every week. So I do skip wrestling sometimes when he's in town, depending on what, like a house show or like a Raw or SmackDown. Yeah. I don't yeah. think I make as much of an effort if it's a pay-per-view. But when it comes to like your favorite artist, it's different because they don't go on tours every week. Right. Yeah. It's I want to see the new album getting toured. You're right. Right. But I like, I like what people do it differently. I mean, there are artists that I've seen multiple shows, multiple tours, and they even do the same banter in between every song. Oh, I mean, I swear, I've seen Gwen Stefani perform Just a Girl in No Doubt solo. I've seen oh, her perform that song probably a dozen times live. She does the exact same thing over the breakdown yeah. now for 25 mm-hmm. years. Like, wow. it's the yeah. same thing every she time. Does. I've seen her as well. I will say, though, for just to defend the greatest celebrity wrestler in the world, Bad Bunny put on a complete different concert on Saturday that he did on Friday night. That's so awesome. I was jealous that I didn't go on Saturday because he brought out Daddy Yankee. And I'm like, you like you didn't bring us daddy yankee what the hell that's all well to be fair to kind of he is always a different experience because i saw him in inglewood and it was like the greatest concert i'd ever seen and he was like floating around on the stage and then he went to sacramento he did three songs he got upset and he stormed off stage so it's always a different concert when he did (laughs) when i saw him at barclays and he did the 
concert just fine, but then he went to Newark and his rent on Nike was like epic. Like he went on like a freaking 10 minute rent against Nike. And I was yes. like, what is happening? Yes. Like it was a completely different concert than the other one. So yeah, I agree with you. He did the same thing at Made in America, except he was talking about God and, and he walked like half the crowd. <laughs> he stopped the set and he was just ranting for like 15, 20 minutes about Kim Kardashian and Jesus. And they're like, yeah. okay, we've seen enough, Kanye. Thank you. Yeah, right. <laughs> Can you sing now or something? <laughs> I guess we should talk about Rampage. Well, CJ Hennessy, $1.99, pointing out that tonight's show was at a casino, so he's hoping that Baron Corbin lost yes. it. Yes! Okay, there's hope now. I love that. That's an excellent point. Hopefully he's oh. in there losing all of his money. I'm afraid to scroll down in the chat. I haven't scrolled down in the chat in like 15 minutes. Oh, damn. <laughs> Oh, well, Bandy Jacobs saying saw No Doubt open for Bush. That's when Gavin and Gwen met. Yes. In fact, yeah. I booked a show with No Doubt in Northern California, um, like January maybe of 96. And they were getting ready to go on that tour with Bush. And so it's weird in hindsight because I remember Tony was talking about that. So it's very, very strange thinking about it. I saw the coolest happened. No Doubt concert here in like a small theater because like people yeah. didn't know. Because it was here in Puerto Rico, people, like a lot of people didn't know them. So it was like a super small crowd. It was like the coolest freaking concert ever. That was like wow. back in like 98. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so we have to talk about Rampage, huh? which was pre-taped tonight. So it's even Always. the Jake Atlas thing. It was like New Jake was showing up. New Jake was going to get injured. Very anticlimactic. But we did get Jake Atlas making his TV AEW debut. He is signed to AEW and uh, went against Adam Cole. Injured his knee. He's going to be out for a while. Uh, mm. But so what do you think about Jake coming over to AEW? I was shocked by this signing. I don't know that that was somebody that I expected um, Tony Khan to pick up. But I thought I thought he looked good tonight. He has he has bad luck, and I hope that yeah. he heals fast and he can come back very fast because they gave him Adam Cole on his first match. So I mean, they obviously have some they have plans for him. We'll see we'll see where it goes with this knee injury. But obviously, he, he, I saw the spoilers on social media. I try to stay away from Rampage spoilers. You couldn't stay away from this one, so he changed the viewing experience of the match. Mm -hmm. It made it very sad because I thought he looked yeah. fantastic. And in the back of my mind, the whole time, I'm like, oh, God, he looked this good before he got hurt. And, and right commentary until... was pushing him. Like the guys on commentary, um, Ricky Starks and Jericho yeah. were just putting him over so much. It was, it was sad. Yeah. Like right up until that spot where he got injured, I thought, I mean, him and Adam Cole had a really, really good match. Yeah. He was a surprise. But he is coming back from kind of mental health issues. And, you know, he was kind of down to the dumps after his run in WWE. And he came back a brand new man. And it really yeah. is unfortunate that he got hurt. And especially that you knew he was going to get hurt. So I, it sucked. Felt like watching Hook because Rufio dying is still traumatic to me. And it felt like you're watching Hook. In the back of my mind, I'm like, God, Rufio's going to die in like 15 minutes. It's going to be so sad. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> every it's time i think he's gonna live it's interesting to me i think the movie hook when that came out i was about like 15 16 that's when i first felt i was old because my younger brothers loved it and i was like these kids these <laughs> yeah. kids in the hook i'm a little too old for this like i get it uh, Bangarang song. Bangarang's an awesome yes. song, but yes. uh, yeah, like the hook love, like that just wasn't. Oh, it's too old for that, man. Love hook. One of my favorite. One of my favorite movies. Inter really? Wow. Top twenty. Top twenty. Twenty five. Really? Uh, yeah, I put it up there. 
of all time hook just, of all yeah. time of all time of all time just you know because what it means sentimentally i was a child when i saw it so oh, you know sure. you're always going to have an affinity to it but yeah absolutely yeah, i'm very curious to know the other 19 movies in this top 20 yeah, yeah me too to, we should do we should do a show on my channel about our favorite yeah. movies Yes, we don't talk movies awesome. enough. I know. Podcast. We talk a lot of TV, but not enough movies. Yeah. Well, speaking of movies, did you watch Zola finally, Alfred? Oh, no, not yet. No, no, no. I'll, I'll watch. I was watching Yellow Jacks. I just got to binge. I understand. It, so that's okay. That's I, I like these. Uh, these are good recommendations. So I'll, now that you guys have given me that, I'll, I'll check out Zola. You know what would be an interesting double feature? Watch Zola, then watch Red Rocket after that. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> I did the see the trailer. The trailer for Zola looks really good, so I can't wait to watch it. And it's I did read the text, the, the Twitter exchange. It's really great to read, so I think they're going to nail it. It was, it was a very good movie. But uh, yeah, the Red Rocket as well, the director that did the Florida Project uh, that okay. came out a couple of years ago. So yeah, Simon Rex can freaking act, man. I was shocked. Like he's so good at he's playing terrible character, but he's so good in that movie. Uh, so Jake Atlas injured Adam Cole won via submission. O'Reilly and Bobby Fish came out to join Cole in the ring. Cole got on the mic. Uh, Orange Cassie and best friends came out to save him. Can we call I them mean, Vanilla Trice moving forward? Please? Yes, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Alfred, Alfred, we need we need we need to try market, man. <laughs> Christen. <laughs> I don't know if I can finish this podcast. I know. <laughs> I'm so glad Rash doesn't watch this. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Anyway, so you were saying Glenn Vanilla Trice came out. They came out. <laughs> okay, so this is the thing, like Adam Cole and company and Orange Cassidy and the best friends. This is becoming like the new days in the Usos. Like, yeah. I mean, this is yeah. the same thing. Like, I feel like, I feel like I've seen this a bunch. Yeah. Of course you have, you have, yes. and I don't even think you watch on Wednesdays. Do you watch on Wednesdays? No. I mean, occasionally, <laughs> occasionally. <laughs> Yo, he just sounded so released. He's like, no. Well, how dare you? How dare you suggest I watch AEW on Wednesday? No, Wednesdays. <laughs> Wednesdays all about real world homecoming and Boba Fett. Now, like that's my oh, Wednesday. That's I Wednesday. just, I just want. I, there's a few people that I just thought I, I, they will be doing more by now, and Adam yeah. Cole is one of them. Especially compared to the people that he debuted with. Like, look at Brian. Like, he's like killing it, and then you have Adam Cole feuding with Orange Cassidy. But you know what? In professional wrestling, what do we like to say? Let it play out. <laughs> How many times okay. have we been served? Okay. Like, <laughs> and and I'll, I'll cop to this. Like, first Boba Fett episode was a little slow. My wife was like, I don't know, it's a little kind of boring. And I was like, it's the first episode. Let it keep going. Let's see what's going to happen in the second episode. Big improvement. But... Most but good, and, uh, come on, we just we're talking about yellow jackets, which opens with a girl getting freaking murdered. Yeah, that's what does. I'm talking about. Come on, it pulls you right into there, <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. Like, you don't find yourself saying, Let it play out a lot. Like, think about a movie, like, this movie's three hours long, the first hour is boring. Let it play out, man. Just you never know where it goes. Very rarely does a movie that starts slow end spectacularly. Rarely. I lost power an hour ago. I'm letting it play out. Yeah. <laughs> I do think they have plans, though. Adam Cole, they're, they're just kind of biding their time between, before they get to the Young Bucks match. 
if you show up to work and you spend the whole morning just on the phone and drinking coffee and uh, dilly dallying, and your boss says, "Don't you have work to do?" And you go, "Let it play out, man." Let it play out. Let's see what it, just, don't don't think you know where this is going. You might be surprised by the outcome. <laughs> You know what? I'm going to start using that with my girlfriends when they ask for advice, when the guy doesn't text back like two weeks later. Let it play out. Let it play. You're not ghosting you. No, you just let it play out. My stock portfolio lost 90% this morning. Let it play out, man. Day's not over. You never know where it's going to go. <sighs> so what was next? Cody Rhodes is not cleared for the Battle of the Battle of the Belt special. There's a special tomorrow night. I there knew is. that, uh, but uh, it's tomorrow night. We're not covering it. No, not that I know of. No, I got yellow jackets. I hope not. Night, nope. Issa, oh, we got plans. Yeah. No, no, I already, I already committed to wrestling in yellow jackets, and that was a long night for me. So just yellow jackets. Tomorrow. I couldn't believe you did that with day one. I knew that was gonna happen. <laughs> I was so tired. I was so tired by the time we got done, I couldn't even sleep. You ever get so tired that you can't fall asleep? That was yes. Yeah, that happened to me the other night, actually, a couple weeks ago. Uh, so Dustin Rhodes is going to battle Sammy Guevara for the TNT Championship tomorrow night. The interim. interim. This makes no sense. Yes. Why not have Sammy Guevara do an open challenge and then somebody can come out? I don't know. Just saying. Yeah, interim TNT title. It's very weird. Extremely. Matthew Tech, two dollars Canadian. That's like a buck fifty American. Saying you guys are so funny, lit podcast. Hell yeah, hell Matthew yeah. What's up? Deadpool We're letting party. It play out. Saying bitcoins, <laughs> crypto, NFTs. Let it play out. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, what did you think of this Andrade promo? Uh, talking about <laughs> the little king, the little kid that works for Sting. <laughs> Yeah, that, <laughs> I fought for that. I fought for that so much. But you mean that little kid don't work for Sting? <laughs> <laughs> There's somebody else I want doing more in AEW, Andrade. Yeah, absolutely. And I thought he had good chemistry with Tony Schiavone. I thought there, there's some potential yes. for them to go back and forth with Tony as a Tony has good chemistry with everybody because he's just such a funny human being. But he plays whether he needs to be a straight man or he needs to be like the wacky guy. He does both very well. But he's very funny as like the straight guy who's just kind of like correcting this heel who's trying to get one over on Darby Allen. I thought this was a really good exchange actually. Yeah. Uh, hook, 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 hook. Speaking of hook, hook versus Aaron solo with QT Marshall. Glenn, are you a hooker? Well, in my off time. Sure. No, the truth. I, think, yeah. uh, I don't think that's the politically correct term for it anymore. Uh, but, uh, hey, I'm talking about a hook. Oh, fan. oh hook. Oh, sorry. I thought we were, <laughs> Going somewhere else there. No, he's acting like this is a bit. He's being honest. He, he honestly thought, <laughs> He lives in Vegas out there. Yeah, no, now we know why he moved to Vegas. Now we know why he moved to Vegas. You got to go to Pahrump for that and illegal. Oh, that. you did your research. You did your research. <laughs> they tell you that. I was watching Las Vegas Gal on YouTube, and that's like in their first move to Vegas guide. I was like front and center, like advice they just give you. And it was like, okay, I guess. That's how it goes. So now every time we had a handyman come by, we could go and then it was like, he's out in Pahrump today. I'm like, oh, what's he doing in Pahrump? Like, that's oh. that's now what I associate Pahrump with. Uh, this hooker talk made me think something really quickly. Uh, I, so I was watching Yellow Jackets on uh, Showtime and Showtime does this thing where they'll put episodes from another show in the pile of your episodes. So you click on another oh, really? show. Yeah, and the show I clicked on was Gigolo. So I I didn't know it was the first like couple of minutes <laughs> And I, then I knew it was the Yellow Jackets, but that show's wild. 
Wasn't mm-hmm. Richard Grieco on that show? I think yeah. Buff Bagel was on that show, actually. To be wow. <laughs> it's uh, an awesome show. I liked it. Uh, interesting. Well, I do like Richard Grieco. I'll have to check that out. He uh, follows me on Twitter, or at least he used to. Um, so, because because of all that uh, Booker talk uh, that I was having <laughs> when I was rewatching 21 Jump Street. Uh, so, Hook beat Aaron Solo in submission. Uh, Hook remains wildly over with the crowd. Yeah, isn't that weird? He's in these short matches. They're hiding his weaknesses. The most popular guy in the company, number one merchandise seller, and he's not going 15 minutes every week. What a concept. Like, couldn't they use that with Jade Cargill? What if, maybe that would work. Who knows? Yeah, and Jade actually looks like she could squash people. <laughs> yeah, yes. That's the thing. It's like it's kind of an ironic thing with Hook, but he does not look like somebody who should, and it's working with him. It'll work with Jade. I uh, think Deadpool it's the Illuminati. Party. I think the Illuminati is being sending Hook. Oh, Deadpool Party go. wants to know Issa, Hook, or Tony D'Angelo. Issa froze. <laughs> Issa's not answering this. Her one. mind exploded. Yes. Uh, we'll come back to that. So. Uh, oh, oh, there she goes. She's coming back. She'll be back. She'll be back. Hook's hair. Okay, here's the interesting thing about Hook's hair. Hook's hair from like 90% of the angles looks amazing. And then from 10% looks kind of like, oh, this is just a mess. Like, this is just, this yeah. is. Just I don't even can't even make out what's going on there. But from ninety percent of the angles, it looks incredible. It's a very unique haircut, and the good thing about that is it's easy to imitate, much like an Orange Cassidy, where people show up dressed like Orange Cassidy. I could see people screwing up the hair like Hook, but it is such a unique haircut where you're right; it looks different ways from different angles. So hopefully, people will be able to do that. Yeah, we'll see. Issa, do you have an answer, Hook or Tony D'Angelo? <gasps> Somebody's making me pick. Yes. Yes. Tony D. Wow, that is the right answer. That is the right answer. That was from Tony D, like his burner account. (laughs) (laughs) I got I got kicked off the show when I was talking about the Illuminati, so I will not be mentioning them again. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta be careful, Issa. Issa, I need you to tweet at DM Tony D'Angelo and ask if he's watching Yellow Jackets. Let's get him on a podcast. (laughs) All right, I'll ask him. Be like, we were not going to talk wrestling at all. It's going to be exclusively Yellow Jackets talk. It's going to be awesome. I'll work Uh, my magic. Yes. Uh, I invited Stephen King on the Yellow Jackets podcast. He loves Yellow Jackets. Loves it. Loves it. Um, So, Hook won. Where where, where, where do you think they're going with Hook? Alfred, what do you think? TNT title? Yeah, that would be a good direction, but he really doesn't need it. He could just be this kind of cult of personality that they put out there. It doesn't even have to be every week. I would say, you know, Rampage, these shows have been good and stuff like that, but once every couple of weeks and you just kind of slowly bring him along and then the TNT title would be the next step. But I think they're doing everything perfect with him. You just have him squash people and, and don't overexpose him and less is more with Hook and he's doing a great job in that role. Yep. Yeah. So, Ruby Soho and Rio versus Dr. Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter with Rebel. Lisa, what did you think of the stag match? I uh, I thought it was uh, pretty impressive that Ruby Soho wrestled twice on Wednesday. Yeah. Oh, that's right. 
Yeah, because she had that TBS title match earlier on. Oh, we lost Issa again. She talked about the Illuminati again. But, uh, yeah, I thought they looked fine here. You know, it wasn't anything perfect, but it looks like they're building a break between Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker, which is kind of bad news for Jamie Hayter because I don't know where she goes. Hopefully they'll be able to, you know, make her into a baby face and she can stay in the mix. But being with Britt Baker has been big for her and getting TV time and stuff like that. And it won't be as consistent whenever they do split and have their blow off match. Yes. Seller just a Lopez who sent me a Christmas gift. Thank you, Justin. Wow. The mug and the hoodie. I've got the mug in the dishwasher what right now. Guy. But uh I'll try and bring it out next week. Thank you so much for that. But uh Buck 99, bold prediction for 2022. Hook is the Owen Cup winner. Ah, I could see that. That'd be a good that'd be a good spot for him. If he's in that tournament, he obviously should win. I don't think he should lose for quite some time. I think it should be maybe even at least six months, at least six months before he loses. Maybe just see how hot this thing gets. And uh that would be a good boost for him though and cup yeah rio uh rolled up jamie Hayter and got that pin tonight so i thought uh, you should have beaten Britt baker if they're gonna go the route where she's never yeah. beaten Britt baker and they're gonna fight tomorrow you build more doubt in Britt baker's mind she could have taken this loss in a tag team match so this dan lambert promo with scorpio sky since we talked about this the other night now now this is how i'm getting through these alfred i'm just waiting for scorpio sky to beat the <laughs> shit out of dan lambert and start talking and take over as the leader of this faction yeah, this is fine. This is nothing really too new from Dan Lambert, who I do like, but uh, I think he's just so much better in front of a live crowd. Even when they had him up in the suites where he was so far away from the live crowd, I felt like eh, something was a little missing. Uh, so I think he's just always better in front of a live crowd. And hopefully they are able to build toward putting uh, the men of the year over at his expense, because, yeah, we should put a wrestler over in between Dan Lambert cutting all these promos. Yeah. Um, tonight's main event, we had a no DQ match, Eddie Kingston, Santana and Ortiz versus Daniel Garcia and 2.0. Alfred, what did you think of this match? That was a fine street fight. I'm a little burnt out on street fights because we had two tonight. We oh. had one last week with those women, which was fantastic, by the way. I we didn't get the chance to talk to that, but that women's street fight was just something else. And it was kind of a spectacle to see them bleed all over each other. But then we have this, which is a follow-up to it and, you know, paled in comparison. And I just think these multi-man main events don't ever come off like main events. So I, I think it's going to really hurt the viewership given that this wasn't a lot of star power. But it was fine. It was good. And I'm looking forward to the promos between Eddie Kingston and Chris Jericho. If that is the direction, I think Jericho and Kingston doing a promo battle will be a lot of fun. I think that'd be really good. But I think you're right. I feel like they're looking at this as the closing match of a long night of wrestling. Yes. More than like a hot go home, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, Rampage is admittedly the B show, but they don't have to punt on that. And they're. They should, really shouldn't take it for granted that they're on TNT. They really should put something into the show. It's good that they had Adam Cole on the show, but um, they could have done better than this. You know, I think Hook should have been the main event. Yeah. Well, and so that was the big ending was that Eddie Kingston, Santana, and Ortiz won, and then Garcia and 2.0 attacked um, Jericho, head down to the ring. Uh, so, yeah, G uh, Jericho versus uh, Eddie Kingston would be great. Yeah. It would be great. I think the match would be fine, but it's similar to CM Punk and Eddie Kingston and similar to CM Punk MJF. And there's a lot of feels like this in AEW right now, just as interested in the promo exchanges as I am in the match. But unlike Punk or unlike MJF, does Kingston go over on Jericho? He could. 
I don't think he to. does. Yeah, but I think he, he would need to because he hasn't lost. I mean, he hasn't won a lot of these big matches, so I think he kind of needs to. But he is also in that gatekeeper role. But I feel like so is Jericho, and this would be a good win to give Eddie Kingston. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, man. So that was tonight. That was wrestling. Issa is having connection and power issues uh, where she's at, so we apologize we'll for her. We'll yes, we'll see. I vote tomorrow, tomorrow night on the Yellow Jackets live reaction yeah. we're doing on YouTube. That's fine. Um, I will try to make that. I, I think you you should really that. try and make that. Yeah. 10, 9 p.m. Pacific, you said? Uh, nine, no, it's 10 p.m. You got to watch the episode at 9 okay. p.m. on Showtime, and at 10, we, we hop on here, and we react. And tomorrow's episode 9, right before the season finale, the penultimate episode. Yes, that's when the cannibalism starts. Let's go. Oh, man. This show's so crazy. I got to put this over. <laughs> like, Issa and I are doing this podcast, Yellow Jackets Buzz. We both love the show and Showtime. Alfred's into it now as well. Uh, search for the podcast. We've been having a great time doing this. And it's just, it's been fun to talk about something that's not sports entertainment related, you know? And the show has so many mysteries. There's so much to unpack. So, uh, yeah. Issa's just, uh, it's just been incredible. So, yes, highly recommend it. We had Lauren Moran, the artist, on uh, last week's episode. Oh, that's She's awesome. also a big Yellow Jackets fan. And I was bugging her. I'm like, where's your Yellow Jackets art? I need the equivalent of the bloody Becky Lynch for Yellow Jackets. Yeah, yeah that'd be amazing. Something. Oh, she could do a lot with that. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, what else you got going? What are you writing about covering these days? Well, just covered, unfortunately, the releases. So that's on uh, the Forbes site. A uh, really big story there. And then I'm going to have some coverage of tomorrow's Battle of the Belts on Forbes. Uh, and you know what? I'm probably going to stop by Glenn and Issa's podcast, sure. The Yellow Jackets. I really love that show, and I highly recommend it. I think it's a great recommendation. I'm glad I started watching. I binged it immediately. It's crazy. I feel like when that debuted around Thanksgiving, I watched the first two episodes. I used to be able to search on Twitter just for tweets about Yellow Jackets, and I could see the last 24 hours worth just by scrolling down. And now it's just exploded in popularity. It's really cool to see. But yeah, it's, yeah. it's a very, very, very good show. Uh, so, uh, Hojo to go Blinsky is saying, talk to Alfred about his green Bay Packers. What's, what's, what's up with that? Oh, the green Bay Packers are the number one seed in the NFC. So we're in great position to win the super bowl. The super bowl goes through Lambeau field. And if all goes right, they will be right here in my backyard of Inglewood, California at the super bowl Packers over bills. I've been saying it all summer and I do wow. think that's what's going to happen. Packers are going to win the super bowl. Hopefully I don't want to jinx it, but I, I, I feel good about my Packers third time's a charm. There you go. So you can follow Alfred at This Is Nasty. I'm at Glenn Rubenstein. He says at NYC Demon Diva. That's Steve with a one. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in tonight. Uh, we'll see you back here probably Tuesday, NXT. I think there's Monday Night Raw coverage as usual. Have a great weekend, everyone. Please do stop by our Yellow Jackets uh, YouTube and podcast if you can. And uh, watch Cobra Kai if you haven't watched season four yet. Oh, yeah. I still got to do that. Yeah. It was uh, very enjoyable. Very good watch. Have a good weekend, everyone. We'll see you next time on the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. Take care. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.